Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo. We are continuing on our series titled Like a Tree. How's everyone doing today? All right. Here's what you should say. When I say, how's everyone doing? You're going to say like a tree. Ready? How's everyone doing? Like a tree. Come on, let's praise God. Amen. Amen. All of you first-time visitors, we started a series out of Psalm 1. It's the first psalm in the Bible. It is a really beloved passage of Scripture that is so powerful and, uh, and such a blessing to all of us. And so we've been on this literally a 10-week series. We've got three weeks left. And I want to say that the, the engagement and the feedback with this uh, particular series at the start of the year has been tremendous. If you're here and you have not downloaded the app yet, we want to encourage you. If you have an iPhone, Android, it's coming soon. Coming real soon. But if you have a, an iPhone, please download the app. And uh, when you listen... It's important that you listen while you're checking out the slides because the slides, this is a very visual series. And in addition to that, we have throughout the week, if you go to our website or the app, we have devotional questions that after you hear the message, there are different um, things that you can pray about and talk to the Lord about as you're seeking him throughout the week. And this series essentially is all about the abundant life. When the Bible says that we uh, can be like a tree planted by streams of water, it's basically saying that we can be privately healthy and publicly fruitful. Everyone, let's say that with me. Ready? Privately healthy, publicly fruitful. Where do we get this from? When you look at a big, strong tree, even though you can't see what's going on underground, you know that there is this very strong, robust root system. And it is that root system. It all began underground. It's that root system that actually enables the tree to grow and the trunk to get big and then the branches to spread out and to have leaves and eventually bear fruit. It all begins in private. And we spent the first five weeks. Hold on one second. My... uh, my iPad is, don't trust technology, those apps. I mean, uh, yeah, stick with the apps. So, um, so uh, when, you, when you look at a tree, you know that that underground is a root system. And what this is to all of us is a promise. It's an offer. This is an offer to every single person, okay? You can have a private life with God that makes you incredibly healthy. Your root system can go down deep into the Lord. And how many know when our roots go down deep into the Lord, we grow strong and then we're naturally enabled to bear fruit for his glory like a tree. And so so all of us can be privately healthy. And then the natural outflow of private health is that you then become publicly fruitful. When a tree is healthy, you know what it does, right? It gives out fruit. And so let's go ahead and read Psalm 1 together. Uh, Well, let me, we'll read the end of it. Let me read the, the first part. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, 
nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Let's read this together now. Ready? He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. Isn't that a beautiful promise? God wants to make each and every one of us like a tree. God wants to root us in him and he wants us to expand and grow and be fruitful for his glory. Now, today's message is is titled Your Expansion. Today's message is titled Your Expansion. And last week, we, we, we kind of really started to focus on what happens when you come up above ground. And the first thing that we talked about was that when God makes you like a tree, he strengthens you. When you look at that tree trunk, you see that trunk strong. And that trunk is what enables the tree to stand. No trunk, no branches, no branches, no leaves, no fruit. And so the first thing is God makes us strong. If you didn't hear that message, we want to encourage you to go back. But then after that, as God begins to grow that trunk, he begins to expand the tree. You see, the tree begins to grow. You know, the tree starts underground and then it begins to grow and the tree expands. And this is what he wants to do for our lives. He wants to expand everyone just like a tree. And so when you think about about the whole concept of being expanded, where there's actually two ways that a tree grows. A tree grows underground Okay, it, it, we, the, a seed is put into the ground and then the water and the nutrients underground uh, cause the, the seed to break open and eventually to grow roots and to grow. If you guys could put up the next slide. Okay, there's this whole underground system where trees are absorbing the nutrients that's in the dirt uh, uh, plus getting the water and that causes it to grow. And then when it gets above ground, then there's a powerful uh, a process called photosynthesis. Now, photosynthesis is the process by which trees and plants absorb the life-giving energy of the sun, S-U-N, the life-giving energy of the sun, and trees and plants are the only living organisms that have the ability to take the life-giving energy of the sun, S-U-N, and then transfer it on to the rest of the food chain in our ecosystem. And so when a plant, when, when a plant is eaten by a little rabbit, okay, there is life-giving energy that came from the sun. When an animal eats a fruit from a tree, there's life-giving energy from the sun. The tree transferred that over and it goes all the way and even reaches to us. Trees are the only living organisms that can do that. Now, in the same way, comparatively speaking, brothers and sisters, we too are the only living organisms on the planet that can transfer the life-giving energy of the S-O-N of Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to all of the rest of the world. And that's why we're called to be like a tree. That's why we're called to expand because it is our 
it's, it's our um, uh, uh, mission in life to spread out so that other people could be fed and ministered to the life of Jesus. You see? And so this is a, this is, imagine one statement like a tree says so much. Now, this is what is amazing. When a tree serves, it actually has two serving networks. This is so powerful. So part of the reason why we have one tree in the sunlight and one tree in the shadow is because that is the case often. And what we discovered through our research is that uh, when this is the case, that one tree is in the shadow and one tree is in the sunlight, the way the, we'll call it the kingdom of trees operates, is that the trees that are receiving life-giving sun, they actually will feed, they will transfer over energy from the sun to the trees that are in the shadows, and they actually feed one another depending on what's going on. Now that is a powerful lesson to all of us because we too should be like an underground network. See, we're coming to this building, and there's some people who had a rough time this week. They've been attacked by the devil. They're discouraged. They're battling. And even though maybe they reached out to God, they felt like, man, I've been in the shadow. But there's some other people who were in the sun, and they received from Jesus. And every time we get together, how many know we should pass on the life that we've gotten from one to another? That's why we gather together. We pass on life back and forth. When you're having a, a, a great week, you come into these, you come through the doors ready to minister to someone ready to give away the life that Jesus has given to you and then it switches that's the way life is isn't it that's the beauty and the blessing of having friends and the body of Christ you realize that you didn't just come here just for you you see so for example I'm thrilled if someone here can say look I'm privately healthy I've got a good walk with God I'm doing well uh, uh, I read my Bible, I spend time with him, and he's impacted my life. I feel like I have a good root system. It's all good, you know, and I'm, and I'm doing good, and I, I'm really happy for you. But how many know, it, even though that's wonderful and that's great, it's not just supposed to be for you. All the blessing of your life, all the things that Jesus is doing for you, that's just for you? No, that's not the way it works. You see, we're supposed to receive from God and then pass it on. And the body of Christ is an amazing, powerful, underground network that we get together and we're feeding and encouraging and serving and strengthening one another. Could we put our hands together and say amen for that? That's what today is all about. That's what the message is all about. Us recognizing that God wants to expand us so that we could serve others and help them and nourish them and strengthen them. You see? Now, the, 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 the powerful thing about the tree kingdom is even when there's just a stump, okay? I, we were doing some research and in one of our books, it's called The Hidden Life of Trees. He says, a tree will keep a stump alive for centuries after it's cut down. Centuries! Because the roots feed the stump of the tree and it stays alive. 
And so I want you to imagine that picture with a stump in the middle. And you know what the trees say? The trees say, you may be cut down, but we will not let you die. We're here together. We will support you. How many know that's the way the body of Christ ought to be? You might be cut down. You might be struggling, but we will not let you die. We will not let you fall away. We're here to strengthen one another. Come on, brothers and sisters. Let's say amen to that. Hallelujah. Some people come to church to receive, but how many know we got to do more than just receive? And you'll see that's what this whole message is really about. Think about this. Think about it this way, right? There's, there's all of those, there are all of those people who would look, drive by Cook County uh, uh, prison and say, you see those guys in there? They're like trees that bear no fruit. They've been cut down. They're just like stumps. And you know what? People give up on those that are in there. But how many know Jesus doesn't give up on anyone? Jesus keeps going after them and after them and after them. And that's what we're called to do. Someone was actually telling me after I spoke this in one of the meetings, someone said to me, look, we had a tree in our yard that ended up being a stump. It broke down. And, uh, uh, and he, the, 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 the brother said to me, my mom said to my dad, just get that thing cut out. And he just for some reason left it. And all of a sudden it's a tree again. <laughs> Hallelujah. How do you know the Bible says the righteous man falls six times, but he gets up seven because you can't keep a good man down. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. See, but we have a role to play in that. We have a very important role. And when you walked in here, God has a plan for you to walk in here and be a blessing, an agent of strength and life and blessing to someone. Amen. And that's the way trees operate. And they not only operate underground, but then they operate above ground. And they stretch out their branches. And I mentioned this earlier in the series, but I think it's worth it to say it one more time. What I love about the imagery of a tree is that a tree, when it stretches out its branches and bears fruit, a tree doesn't talk to people and say, hey, you know what? You're Hispanic, and I don't, I'm not really fond of Hispanics, so you can't have my fruit. Or you're African-American, and I don't, like, I don't like African-Americans. How many of you think that the trees are not bigots? They just feed whoever comes by. You're white, or you're this, or you're that, or you're Asian. How many know trees don't do any of that? You know what trees do? They stretch out their branches, and they say, come any whosoever will, because the gospel is whosoever will. God loves the whole world, and how many know we're supposed to love the whole world and stretch out our branches and love everyone? So powerful. So they feed each other, and then they feed the whole world. And my prayer is that everyone here, that when we go from this place, that we would be like a tree. And that when you go to work, that you would be like a tree. And that people could come and pluck and eat the fruit of your life and say, oh my goodness, this is this Jesus. Taste and see that the Lord is good, the Bible says. Now, a little bit more before we get into the teaching of of Christ today. When you look at trees and how they grow and how they, the whole process of expansion, this, this process of expansion is actually like a biblical pattern. And here's the biblical pattern, okay? It's receive, grow, serve. The biblical pattern of expansion is receive, 
grow, serve. Let's say that together. Ready? Receive, grow, serve. That's the way you grow. That's the way it happens. You receive from God. You can't give what you don't have. You see, but you can receive. We can all receive from God. And not only do we receive from God, then when we receive from God, it makes us grow. And when it makes us grow, we stretch out. And when we stretch out, then we serve our fellow brother or sister in wherever God, wherever God has planted us. That's the pattern. And this is all over the Bible. It's all over the New Testament. Look at what John the Baptist said about this issue. John the Baptist said, a person can receive only what is given them from heaven. You see, don't try to give what you don't have. Get it from God. When you get it from God and you give it away, it's a blessing. You see, look, look, the apostle Paul said, for I pass unto you what I received from the Lord himself. Receive, grow, and then you serve. Paul wasn't making this stuff up. Jesus was downloading it to him. That's how we got the New Testament. You see, and then Billy Graham, who went home uh, after 99 years on the earth, after ministering to over 200 million people without all of the technology that we have today. After all of that, he went home to be with the Lord. And here's what Billy Graham said. Billy Graham said, God has given you two hands. One to receive and the other, everyone, to give. You see? You know why God gave you two hands? Because you receive with one. But how many know we're called to give with the other? We're called to expand. We're not called to grow inward. We're called to grow outward. How many would say amen? We're called to grow outward like a tree. Now listen. I want to give you, I, I want to give you one more example of this. And um, it's actually a secular example. This is not necessarily a Christian speaking, right? You don't get the indicator of that. But the, the reason why I'm putting, I want you to hear this is because I want you to notice that even at the highest levels of success and celebrity, okay, even at the highest levels of success and celebrity, when they have honest moments, they will reveal that even they recognize the power of serving. So I'm going to play a, like a two-minute interview of the manager of Justin Bieber. I'm not endorsing Justin or any of the other stars that he, he uh, uh, manages. But I want you to listen closely to what he says about serving. Why do most people who have a ton of success before... You want me to tell you why? At the age of 25, yeah, because, well, you had, you, you had Bieber, yeah. who you're in from the ground floor on, mm -hmm. and he's We've turned a around. massive success at age, what, 16, 17? Yeah, so we, through his entire teenage years, he's the most Googled person on the planet. Yeah, that's not healthy. And now he's going to turn 24, and he's an extremely healthy kid. And the but, but almost wasn't. Almost was. We had two years that were horrible where I would go to sleep at night wondering if he was still going to be there, and I was like trying to find him, but he had $100 million that could run away. Yeah. You know, um, look, I think Justin figured out something that we talk about all the time um, that is the only reason he did not go crazy. And that is that we, I'm going to get like spiritual on you here. But, no, I, let's do it, man. Okay. Uh, I don't think human beings were made to be worshipped. I think we were made to serve. 
You know, I think we worship something upstairs, whatever it may be. I respect anybody for their beliefs, but there's something bigger than us that can be worshiped. I think as human beings, we're here to serve each other, and that's the only way we can keep our sanity. Hmm. We hear all the time of a Fortune 100 CEO killing themselves, and we're like, oh, I can't believe with everything they had, they would kill themselves. But we're not surprised. But if I was to tell you, hey, there was a volunteer, lifetime volunteer at a soup kitchen who killed themselves, you'd be like, that makes no sense to me. I've never heard of anything like that. Yeah. And it's because people who serve don't go crazy. People who give back don't go crazy. And people who don't, who just take and take and take and are worshipped and are just receiving, they lose their mind because they don't know where to give anything. So I think with celebrity, when you when you live on you know far away by yourself and the whole world is just praising you all the time you know michael was probably at his happiest when he was helping people but he was so alienated he probably lost his mind you know and he abused himself and all these different things but i i can't speak to that i didn't know him but i know from my own experience dealing with celebrity at the highest level yeah the only way you survive is if you have an outlet to give the only way come on let's put our hands together that's powerful People who serve don't go crazy. Isn't that the truth? You see, when you're just a taker in life, it makes you incredibly empty. Can I tell you something? This is the word of the Lord to our congregation. Because a lot of times we pursue fulfillment and we think that fulfillment comes by me, 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 me. And let me tell you something, fulfillment comes by getting healthy in God and then being a giver instead of a taker. And even the world recognizes this reality. And so what we're going to do is we're going to look very quickly for a moment at one of the parables of Christ. And, uh, and here's what we're going to learn from Jesus. It'll be three quick application points. What we're going to learn is that it's better to give than receive when you're privately healthy. It's better to give than receive when you're privately healthy. Now, why do I say privately healthy? Here's why. It's because some people think that you could have no root system and you can just give. And when people have no root system and they give, they're really giving because they're trying to get something. And that's different. People who give without a root system, in the end, they end up very frustrated. They feel like they're not acknowledged. They feel like they're underappreciated. And it's because they're given from the wrong place. When you're receiving from Jesus, Jesus satisfies your soul and your heart. And when you give, you don't expect anything back because you don't need anything back. Because Jesus is the lover and the satisfier of your soul. How many would say amen? And so a lot of people... People, a lot of people try to give to deal with their emptiness, and that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking giving like a tree. We're talking privately healthy, growing up. You, 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 the seed goes into the ground, you grow up, and then you spread out your branches and you bear fruit like a healthy tree. God wants to make you and I like healthy trees. And just know. All the money in the world, it can become like an air sandwich, nothing. All the pleasure of the world, 
in the end, can become like nothing if we only live for ourselves. And so look at what Jesus says, and we're going to pray in a moment. Jesus said to them, here's what he talked the kingdom of God was like. We've been talking about the kingdom of trees. Now let's talk about the kingdom of God. That's the one that we're in. He says, here's another illustration Jesus used. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in the field, in a field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of garden plants. It grows into a tree and the birds come and make nests in its branches. And so what happens is, here's a picture of a, of a, of a mustard tree. Amazing. You see this tree? This tree starts out like a little speck. Okay, just a little speck that God created and God sows that into the ground and then it grows and it stretches out nice and wide and, and birds come from everywhere of all types and they, they find shade there and they put their nests there and, and you know what God wants? God wants this week for you to be like a tree to somebody, for someone to come and experience your walk with God as you stretch out your branches and that they would find shade and shelter and Comfort. God says, that's the way I want to use my people. That's the way the kingdom of God operates. How many believe that to be true today? That's the way God wants to use his people. And so I want to pray, God, make us like a mustard tree. Expand us. Expand us. Come on, close your eyes. Father, in the name of Jesus... I thank you for this service. I thank you for this time. Lord, I thank you for the beautiful illustration of a tree. Your amazing creation. The greatest, oh Lord, uh, the, the longest standing servants in all of history. Lord, you made the trees before you made Adam because you wanted the trees to be ready to serve Adam and Eve. You were ready to feed them, God, through the trees. And God, I pray that you would begin to do a work of expansion in every single heart and mind today. That we too, Lord God, could receive from you, oh God, and that we too could become like a mustard tree that we would stretch out, Lord, and be a blessing to someone. So God, we thank you and we trust you. And we praise you for all of these things in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, amen. 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 Okay, so quick Quickly, I want to give three quick uh, um, application points in regards to expansion and the kingdom of God. So kingdom expansion, here's what Jesus is teaching us through this parable. Kingdom expansion, first of all, begins in private. It begins in private. Look, it says, here's another illustration Jesus used. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field. So imagine some farmer someplace putting a seed in the ground and nobody really sees it. It's so small, it's, it's practically not discernible, but it goes in the ground and then God starts to work. Okay. And that's a very, very powerful thing because God wants us to understand 
that we can become like him if we open up our hearts and let him plant a seed in our hearts. How many know God can plant a seed? He's the great planter. He's the great sower. And God is able to plant a seed in our heart, something in private. If we allow him to today, he could put something in you and me that will grow and grow and grow and be powerfully effective for his kingdom and his glory. But it's something that starts. You see, it's something that, that is, it starts in private, and, and that's why we've been saying, remember, forgive the redundancy, but it's important for us to get this. Look, starts in private, little, then it grows, and then we stretch out little, a little more. You see, and we become like a tree, but it all starts in a little way, and when God plants a seed of expansion in your life, you know part of what he's doing? He's planting his heart in you. Because the Bible says the son of man, Jesus is the only king in history who came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. When he puts that seed in you, it actually is a little bit of his own heart that he puts into our hearts and he causes it to grow. And here's what happens when the work of expansion is really taking place in your life in private. Okay, that work will impact, first of all, our tongue. You can tell a lot about a person. We'll talk more about this next week. But you can tell a lot about a person by what comes out of their mouth. How many know the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue? Out of the same mouth, the Bible says that comes fresh water. There shouldn't be salt water. How I many we shouldn't be forked tongue? Our tongues, God can grow us so that when we speak to people, we speak life and encouragement. We speak joy and peace and blessing and truth, speaking the truth in love. In the body of Christ, it shouldn't be division. It shouldn't be gossip. It shouldn't be tearing people down. How many know we don't need to be teared down when we come to the Lord's house? We need to be built up and edified by the people by people's mouths. But see, when God does it a work of expansion, you stop being a, a, a grumbly, critical person. You see, you speak life. Life starts to flow. That's how we're impacted by that little seed. When that, when that seed is sown into our hearts, then all of a sudden coming out to serve the youth on Thursday or on Friday or, or being part of the choir. Do you know how much the choir gives and serves us? Or, or guys come out early in the cold just so that you are comfortable getting a parking spot. You know what that is? That is someone whose heart has been impacted and he says, listen, my time is the Lord's time and I want to be a blessing in the kingdom so I want to go and serve others so that they're ministered to and they're blessed how many know our time needs to be God's time and we can't just live for ourselves that's part of expansion that's part of the way God grows us it's the same thing with our wallet some people when it comes to giving to the kingdom of God they're like you know my father used to say oh that person they have they have like crabs in there they when you stick their hand in their pocket they bite you know See, but that makes sense. You know why? Because some people, when they grow up, they, maybe you had less or maybe you lacked. 
and, and then you think you have to protect everything. But when God is your provider and you understand that God loves people who give, when that happens, then you know that God will be faithful. You're not provided for by yourself. You're provided for by God. And if you give, it shall be given, pressed down, shaken together and running over. My mother used to always say, listen, from the same pot that three eat, four eat. Amen. Amen. How many know God can multiply those rice and beans? They just stretch, 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 stretch. You see? But, you, but that's something that happens when God is impacting your wallet, your heart to serve, even your outlook. How do you view this life? Do you view this life always as like, poor, I got to protect? Or look, I'm good because God is my father and he takes care of me no matter what I do, no matter where I go. That's why we should be loving. That's why we, you know, people say, man, they hug so much at your church. Well, what else should we do? (laughs) Of course people should be hugged in here. Right? Well, you think they're getting hugs out in the world? No. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Of course we should love people. <laughs> See, but that's a work of expansion. Sometimes people say, I don't want to hold anybody's hand. <laughs> Expand them, Lord. <laughs> Expand them, Lord. You see? That's because we're like this when God wants us to be like this. How many would say amen? Come on, God wants us to open up. loosen up open up you see but see kingdom expansion it begins just between you and God okay here's the next thing that it teaches us kingdom expansion is also it's a cyclical process and we've talked about this watch this it is the smallest of all seeds tiny But it becomes, to them that believed, he gave them the power to become. But it becomes the largest of garden plants, seed, plant. It grows into a tree. You see the process? There's this process of continual growth. We mentioned that that process of of continual growth is receive Grow, surf. So some people, they start just with a little bit. Hey, you know, um, God told me to do this, and I took a step of faith and did this. And how many know you take a step of faith, you do what God tells you to do, and you're like, you grow a little bit. You're like, oh, snap. I can give a little bit more. And then, and then, and I'm not talking about finances only. I'm talking about your heart, you know. I'm talking about you being able to say I love you to people. You being able to care for people and share with people and spend time with people and all of the different ways that Christians are supposed to bring the presence of Christ. Little by little, there's this you grow and you grow. It's you receive from God, you grow, you serve. You receive from God, you grow, you serve. It's a process. It goes from a little seed to a plant to a tree. And a lot of people, they want to be like seed to the tree. You know, don't, some people say, well, I can't do what so-and-so does. Don't compare yourself. Just let that thing grow and let the process of growth take place in your life. God will always make room for you and I to serve. 
How many know there's something for everyone to do in the body of Christ? How many say amen? Look, as we were, we were talking about this and someone was mentioning a, a, a line in a movie. Here, let me read this to you. So um, there was a line in, one, in a movie that said, a man who has not prepared his children for his death has failed as a father. Okay, pretty powerful. Here's what it's saying. It's saying that when a man has children, he has to devote his life to get his kids ready for when he's gone. He has to teach them. He has to grow them. He has to discipline them, instruct them, and he has to raise them up and all hopefully work hard enough to even help them and leave them some things and so that even when he's gone, they should be strong. That is a theme that is all throughout uh, uh, actually literature, scripture, history, and this is very, very important. How many would agree with me? Look, there are, there are, there are boys behind that wall that they do come from single parent homes, but just because they're dad's not there doesn't mean the heavenly father's not there how many know the heavenly father is there and we're here and we're here and we're a family and we take care of each other and we sacrifice and we impact one another because that's what we're called to do that's who we're called to be we don't say, hey, just you do your thing. No, we say we're here so that in Jesus' name, the kids behind this wall, they're going to be mighty. They're going to be powerful. They're going to bring glory to God. They're going to be amazing for the kingdom of God. The Bible says that the children of the righteous will be mighty in the land. So look, we're almost done here, but let me talk to you for a few more moments. You know, I've been serving the Lord for over 30 years now. I've been in the ministry for, for like 25 years plus, a little over 25. And I've seen God use people in mighty ways, incredible instruments of God, okay? And that some people, the gift and call of God is amazing. However, in my mind, you're not a great man of God unless you have a heart for expansion. And here's what made David a great man of God. Let me show you something here. When David was old and he was passing on the kingdom, notice this. This is subtle but powerful. So the captain, there was a guy named Benaiah. He was the captain of David's mighty men. He said to David, may the Lord be with Solomon as he was with you, David, my lord, the king. And may he make Solomon's reign even greater than yours. And then watch this. And all the royal officials have gone to King David and congratulating him saying, may your God make Solomon's fame even greater than your own and may Solomon's reign be even greater than yours. And you know what the Bible records is that when David heard that, he said, yes, yes. And he bowed his heart down and he worshiped. You see, because it was in David's heart that of course his son would be better. And let me tell you something, brothers and sisters, wouldn't it be right that our children, shouldn't we pray that our children would be 10 times better than us, that they would outdo us, that they would be stronger, more blessed, more powerful? I don't care how much God uses someone, if they don't want the people around them to be better, that's not greatness. 
You gotta want people around you to be better than you. May all the young men call to the ministry. May they out-preach me. May they out-serve me. May they do more than I could ever do. And all of the pastors on staff, of course we want them to be better. This isn't a competition. This is the kingdom of God for the glory of God. We have to raise up the next spirit-filled generation, but that doesn't just happen. It takes us working and investing, not in ourselves, but in someone else. You know, I, I, I was, Pastor Paniago was here on Tuesday, and I was thinking about when I was just a kid out of college, and I went and I was, wanted to be in ministry, and I cleaned the church at Christ Tabernacle, how much time he spent with me. Pastor Paniago used to sit there, make coffee during lunch, and talk to me about the ministry. I was joking on Tuesday when Christy and I first got married and we were fighting nonstop. I remember I called Pastor Paniagua and I was telling him, you know, this woman, oh man. And he told me, Al, it's all your fault. You need to shut up. He had an off day, I was telling the people. Everybody has an off day, you know what I mean? Pastor Paniagua's had an incredible impact. Now the other pastor, the lead pastor, I'll never forget years later, we were, he he pastored the Chicago, the, the, Christ Tabernacle, and at Brooklyn Tabernacle, listen to this. This is a very important moment for me. So the Pastor Dursel, who's also been here, one day Pastor Dursel came after three or four services because they have a big church and multiple campuses and all that. After a number of services, he came for the evening service at Brooklyn Tab. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing here, you know? And he says, well, one of our kids is graduating from the GED program. I'm like, oh, snap, this guy has all of those people. And and I'm watching the graduation. As the graduation comes by, the tears rolling down Pastor Durso's face, just giant, falling down his face. And I was like, that's a man of God. You see? Because you got to care for people. You got to worry. You got to understand why did God put us on this earth? It's to serve someone else. And this is is the last point, and we'll, we'll end with this. See, kingdom expansion is for the purpose of meeting the needs of others. It's not just about me. Everyone says it's not just about me. That's right. You see, it grows into a tree and birds come. They come from everywhere. And they make nests in its branches. That's how the Lord wants to use us. If you want to have the abundant life, guess what? You got to stretch out and expand and be a blessing to someone else. And the Lord, by his mighty power, can grow each and every one of us. Little by little, we go through the cycles and we grow and grow and grow. You might say, you know what, in this area, I have a little heart. Don't worry, God will expand your heart to be the size of his heart. He's able to do it. And he wants to make every person in this room like a tree. I'll close with this. You see, you show, show me a people, okay, that collectively really want to surrender their hearts and their lives to bless other people. And I'm telling you, God will use that group to change the world. There's enough gifting, there's enough ability 
talent in this room to make a mighty impact on the city of Chicago. But you know what has to happen is wherever you're released to, we have to stretch out and bear fruit in season so that someone can come and pluck and eat and say, oh my goodness, the Lord is good. How many want to be used like a tree today? Come on, lift your hands. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands to God right now. We're going to ask Jesus to, to sow a seed in our heart today. We're going to ask Jesus to do a work of expansion. That's what we're asking him to do. Today's message is not about us for our sake. It's about God growing us and expanding us for his kingdom's sake. And so we lift our hands to him all over the building. Come on, reach out. Reach out to God. Stretch out your hands. Hallelujah. God wants to use his people today. We need you, Lord. We're, come on, ask him. Plant the seed in my heart today, oh God. Plant the seed in every life, oh God. If you plant seeds in us, they'll grow and they'll impact every neighborhood, oh God. They'll impact families. They'll impact generations, oh God. You're able by your mighty power, by just planting planting a seed in us, oh God. Do it today, oh God. We open up our hearts, and God, we ask that your spirit would break out in this place, and that you would expand us for your glory and for your honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pour out my heart, Lord. You pour out your
Yes, Lord. We come, oh God, and we sit at your feet today. And God, we pray, we put our hands on our heart because, Lord, we're asking you to do a work of expansion in our hearts, oh God. Do a work of expansion in our lives, Lord. God, sow that seed that will make us like you, oh God. God, we need to receive from you. We need to grow in you. And then, oh God, then we can serve for your glory, oh God. So grow us today, oh God. Grow us by your mighty power, Lord Jesus. Grow us, oh God. Expand us for your glory. Give us a generous, serving heart. Do it by your mighty power. And here's the way we're going to close. Take the hand of someone next to you. We're going to pray. We're going to put the underground network into operation. We're going to pray that everyone would be strengthened by the power of God. That everyone would be built up for the glory of God. Could you pray just for a few moments? Lord, today, Lord God, we want to serve one another. Build us up for your glory, oh God. All over the building. God, if someone is weak today, make them strong, oh God. Impart life and strength today in your house. Let everyone go from this place. Built up, Lord. If someone is discouraged, God, God, lift them up today. Encourage them today by your mighty power, oh God. Bless them. Nourish them. Empower them for your glory, we pray. Use us. Use us to serve one another. Use us to minister to one another, Lord. Make us agents of service and life and blessing, we pray, oh God. Make us healthy. And then, Lord, make us publicly fruitful for your glory, oh God. So we thank you, God. God, thank you for what you've done in our hearts today. Lord, I ask that you would send your people out, oh God, and that, Lord, they would bear fruit for your glory, oh God. Expand them, oh God, in their neighborhoods, at work, oh God. Expand them for your glory, I pray, Lord. Send them out and make them a blessing. In the mighty name of Jesus and everyone said, Amen. Come on, let's clap to Jesus and give Him glory. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Greet one another before, before you go. We'll see you on Tuesday. God bless you, everyone.